0: Hey, everyone. This is Daisy's.live. I'm Scott.
1: Miral. And I'm Shriya.
0: Hey, Shriya. And we're here to talk about Bollywood, just movies today. Moral, why don't you tell us which Bollywood movies we're going to discuss?
2: Well, we have three movies lined up, and two of them released this Friday in theaters, and third one on Netflix. Mm. Well, the first one we're going to review is India: Sweets and Spices, which is Gita Malik's. Wigita grew up in Aurora Colorado and this is the first mainstream Indian movie to release like this really so a, a big first it is from the producers of um, crazy crazy rotations so I guess um, it's it's very well very well, very well funded of course and marketing is fantastic uh, we will review Bunty R bubbly 2, the second uh episode of the franchisee Bunty and Bubbly um, back in theaters after a very long time. And then we will review Demaka, our Karthik new movie that released on Netflix.
0: All right. All right. So let's start with India Sweets and Spices. Who's going to review that? Well, first of all, who, 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 wait, did, did you watch it, Maral?
2: I did. I went to the theater to watch it. Uh, Very excited. Thursday night, first day, first show. And the theater was kind of full. So obviously, uh, you know, the movie was well uh, advertised by the producers, by the marketing, well marketed. And a lot of daisies did turn up for the movie. Excellent.
0: Uh, What's the basic overall story?
2: Well, the basic overall story is the story of Alia, who's uh, at UCLA, and she goes home for the summers to New Jersey, Ruby Hill. And, uh, of course, Indian American community, uh, rich people, well-to-do, looking down upon other people who are not that well-to-do, but just this... Indian-American culture of aunties, which is just a uh, prime and center of the story. Um, it could be the story of any Indian-American community in America, the parties, the claws at each other, the competitiveness of schools that the children are made it
0: to. Mm. Oh, yeah.
2: Have to brag. And of course, how well each of them are trying to hide uh, skeletons in their closets while mm. they're trying to lead a normal uh, life in front of other people. So so just how the lives are woven around community approval and nothing else matters. Their own happiness doesn't matter as long as they can take care of just one thing, which is log kya kahenge, which means what will people say? Um, interesting. Very interesting premise. Uh, Shreya, you grew up here in America, or er- in probably such communities, tell us, uh, do, 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 would you identify with something of this sort?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that there was a large portion of it, especially through my collegiate life, where balancing that Indian and that American part becomes really hard because all of a sudden you are put into this group of people that are exactly like you. And for me growing up, like through my high school, I guess like all the way from elementary through high school, I barely had any Indian kids around me. I was one of probably like four Indian students in my grade all through high school. So when I got to college and then I just had this large community of everyone that was like me, it becomes hard because when you're at home, everything is like 100% like catering to your Indian culture. And then you go back to school. And because everyone around you is also Indian, You also still cater to that Indian side of you. And then it starts to take over, but not in the ways where you're like able to balance both sides, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no. And I think our protagonist, Alia, had the same issue. She's as American as any other American kid. But then that Indian stuff comes through and not only her, but, you know, every other kid her age. While they're trying to process themselves as who they are, their identity. On one hand, they're so Indian at home, and then they have to be American as well. So this double-edged sword hanging on their heads the entire time. But what was really fantastic was, uh, you know, the comedy elements that were that were woven in. You know how uncles and aunties turn up for parties dressed in jewelry, like how do you dress up in so much jewelry and finery and then what people are wearing is more important than who they are and and they turn up and you know one that that one single uncle who who parks his car or his bike in front of other people people's cars without really thinking and uh, and and then of course we have those
0: two i I just want to say that that is it that is a universal (laughs) That's,
2: really, That uncle, uncle is universal, but you don't have aunties. The no, auntie, no, no. Thing, the auntie sure. thing is a very, uh, these aunties are not Karen's, by the way, they're, they are they're 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 worse (laughs) like literally okay but but auntie auntie's uh, and you know i had a chat with gita malik who is uh the uh writer and and director of this movie and uh, you know gita and i really agreed on a few things and we also agreed on the fact that auntie is not a person it's a behavior (laughs) gita welcome to show thank you thanks for having me well, it's a pleasure having you, Gita, not only because you are a, a daisy, but you're such an accomplished daisy at top of it. So tell us
3: um, a little bit more about your journey. Um, where do I begin? I grew up in Aurora, Colorado.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. I love that place. I've been oh, there.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I've, um, that golden area, superior oh, golden area. So. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Colorado is beautiful. I loved growing up there. Um, Yeah, I came, I mean, I came out for college uh, to California and eventually got my MFA from UCLA in directing. Uh, And then I did a very uh, low budget feature in 2010 called Troublemaker. In 2011, I started writing the first draft of what would become this movie Um, and then had two kids back to back and put the script away for a while Um, took it back down, uh, won a couple awards, which got me some industry, um, attention. And then we sent it around to production companies and here we are only, you know, a mere 10 years later (laughs) with the movie ready to release.
2: Okay. So what went behind the script? Was this your story of growing up or was it somebody else you knew?
3: Yeah, no, it's very much based on my own experiences, just going to all these dinner parties. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, parts are taken from my own life for sure, but of course there's creative license and, uh, you know, a lot of the aunties are, are caricatures at first, and then hopefully their journey calms them down a bit throughout this, uh, this script. Um, we're trying to subvert a lot of those cliches, uh, mm. but I did know people like this growing up. Um, and so there's bits and pieces taken from my life, from people in my family's lives and, you know, just the community. So,
2: yeah, but aunties, such a, a special topic for Indian Americans, isn't it? I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. and they're there to talk about you, they're they're there to uh, make comments about your life, and they're there to tell you what to do, whether solicited or not. Right. So um, uh, what, how did you get the script together? What work did it take for you to write something of this sort? Because even if you've gone through that, or you know people have gone through that, just put that down, caricature it into, it's a comedy, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really did start out that way. You know, um, I, I feel like when I was first starting to write it, I just wanted to sort of poke gentle fun at our community, make it really satirical, you know, just say this is, you know, who we are. Um, and then, you know, after having my kids and just, you know, getting, I think a lot of it is um, inspired by my mom as well, you know, knowing her journey, knowing the journey of a lot of women like her. Um, just really wanting to delve deeper into who they were before they were mom, who were you when you were growing up, who are you, what were your ideals, what were your visions, what did you want for your life, um, and my mom is a very strong woman, and she really role modeled that for us growing up. And even then I was like, but that's mom, you know, I didn't know anything about her before and so just talking to her a little bit more talking to you know some aunties even a little bit more and just discovering what they were like in their youth and really feeling like those were stories that should be told. They were important stories and interesting stories, and things we don't really get to see when we're talking about aunties. Aunties are only the finger wagging, you know, gossipy women. And there's a lot behind them. We don't know who they were before they were aunties. So that's kind of what yeah. I wanted to explore.
2: So, is this your attempt to destigmatize auntie as a? <laughs> I don't know if I can do that single-handedly. <laughs> um, it'll, I
3: think that, it'll you know, take
2: it'll take the whole village. <laughs>
3: it'll take right. I think the auntie stereotype exists for a good reason. I think you know that is a very common behavior in our community and in other communities too. You know, I mean a lot of people do have aunties, not just South Asians. And it is always like that. It's interfering and it's picking. Um so I think there's a part of me that wants to subvert that, and then there's a part of me that says, no, it still exists, and we should, you know, there's some traditions we can just sort of start letting go of. We don't have, like, I hope, I don't know if I'm going to be an auntie. I Maybe I already am. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> At what age do you become an auntie? Um, but yeah, I, feel like I think auntie
2: auntie is not an age or, or auntie is a behavior, that's,
3: right? That's true. That's a good right? Yes. So
2: it could be an uncle being an auntie. Absolutely. For all I know, absolutely. Or,
3: the uncles have their uh, own thing going. <laughs>
2: absolutely. There you go. Um, yeah. while, while you were um, pitching to production houses, um, mm. stereotypically, was it difficult? Because, hey, you're just talking about one very small community in America that's, you know, that's not really mainstream yet.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, it was hard because the whole cast is South Asian. So the, you know, the one thing we did get, um, I kept hearing, was that there there won't be stars in this movie. And I'm like, no, there will be stars in this movie. They're just not mainstream white Hollywood stars. Like, they'll, you know, we can get people like Manisha Koirala and Adil Hussein who are, who are superstars, you know. Um, but I did get that pushback. No one told me that any character needed to be white, for instance. No one told me that, which was, I think, a big sea change from what it was 10 years ago. Um, but it was very challenging because it being a South Asian cast um, of, you know, certain roles... Uh, people felt like we weren't going to get big enough names, and that was annoying <laughs> and challenging.
2: No, I can get it. that, You know, uh, white people have played um, Pacific Islanders and 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 sure. Asian people with, mm-hmm. with with great pride, and um, you know, I'm pretty sure that was the expectation here as well. How difficult was uh, for for you to was it for you to cast
3: people? You know, well, let's see. It was, once we signed on, I think it really helped having the right partners. I think that was the big change for me. Prior to that, just trying to get people to read the script, just trying to get people to be interested in the story, that was really hard. Um, after we signed on with SK Global, they do a lot of work in India. They know the Indian community. They know that, you know, they know Bollywood very well. Um, and actually, it was one of our producers who suggested Manisha Koirala. And I'm a huge fan of hers. I just never thought oh we gosh. could get a star like her. I was like, well, please send her oh, yeah. the script, you know? Um so, uh, you know, once once they came on board, I think because they were the right partners, we were able to get cast pretty easily. So that was nice. Uh,
2: wonderful. So, uh, but then getting into production, you're doing this mainstream um, and releasing it in theaters. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, that's a first, number one. <laughs> Congratulations for that. Thank, you. Thank uh, you. Bringing our stories mainstream is, is of course, everybody's dreams. So we've always been, you know, not the mainstream people. We... We we get released at like Nas Cinema in Fremont, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I
3: but you're releasing,
2: you're releasing Cinemax, Cineplex and and in an AMC Mercado, which is big. Um, and, and you're you're also advertising all over the Asian channels. I've seen the ads yeah. everywhere. You're visible. Um, mm-hmm. how how do you expect this? Are you expecting uh, the bigger American community to turn out for this?
3: And what is in it for them? Hmm, that's a very good question. I'm hoping that a that a larger community comes out. I think having the support of our South Asian community is huge, though. I, I'm so pleased with the feedback we've been getting, and I feel very vindicated, <laughs> and I feel very happy that people are relating to it in our own community. Um, I would say for the larger community, they should come see this film because it is universal. It is set in a specific community that they should learn more about, perhaps. Um, But it is also, you know, this is a mother-daughter story. This is, there's so many universal themes. It's a coming of age story, both for the daughter and for the mother. And I feel like there's, you know, people who, um, who grow up in small towns, who grow up in other ethnic enclaves, or even who don't, who just, who have friends who are part of those communities, or who have ever themselves felt like the subject of gossip, or that they can't be themselves within their community. I think there's something here for everyone. So I would encourage, you know, I hope we do get a wider audience. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. And uh, what are your plans after this? Um, now that you're here and you've set a benchmark for other um, Indian American filmmakers, South Asian filmmakers. Hmm. This is a first and and uh, we hope more, more filmmakers like you are able to get mainstream uh, releases like yes. you did.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, what's next?
3: Um, I will take a long nap <laughs> after this film is released, <laughs> um, and then I'm writing some other projects. I have a couple other scripts that I'm working on that I hope to direct, um, and I have a couple TV shows in development, so we'll see um, if any of those go anywhere, and then I have uh, a studio feature that I'm writing that I also hope to direct, so trying to stay busy and you know see what happens next see what hits first.
2: Brilliant, brilliant. We wish you all the best and you of course have become a role model for the community. Taking taking our stories mainstream is a big deal Um, and we wish you all the best for the movie and uh, you know we'll of course talk to you again after the you know the the results are in Um, (laughs) but definitely are there any
3: plans to take this movie to India? Yes, yes we're hoping to take it it international. Um, I don't quite know what our plans are yet but yes that is the plan. Send it so you
2: probably testing the water to see if this could be released in India. Uh, mm-hmm. Any of the streaming platforms?
3: Yes, we do have some streaming things ahead as well, I believe. Um, But I don't have the details on those yet. So.
2: Brilliant! Well, all the best to you. Your movie releases this Thursday evening. Guys, we'd love for you to go watch, support Geeta Malik and Shaitani films, uh, Mm -hmm. of course, and and watch this movie. It's called India Sweet and Spices, and it is going to be in a theater near you on Thursday night, so please go and watch it, and not only watch it to support another Indian American, but watch it to support our stories and narratives. And, and the people that we are. So all the best to you, Gita, and we hope to hear back from you and all the best for the release of the movie. I hope, it, I hope it's a great success.
3: Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was so nice talking to you.
2: There is this entire scene where all the uncles are are having the whiskeys and the aunties are gossiping and there's the samosa and paneer pakodas paneer being handed over all over and biscuits for some reason. Parley G biscuits, Scott. They're featured in this movie delicious are, we- are they
0: dipping them in tea because i know that's what you do
2: we have videos of you doing it too, Scott, <laughs> by the way but right. but but in the middle of all of that the kids know exactly how to get the get the elders moving so they turn up the volume on a song and then everybody starts dancing <laughs> you know what i mean Shreya. that specific punjabi song that gets everybody moving so uh, i mean i think i think i think uh, it's it's a caricature of the indian american community but it's done really tastefully what i really loved were the cast uh, manisha koirala i saw her on screen after a very long time she is the mother of alia and her and and she, you know how and the story really tells you how she became from a fierce feminist. Uh, she, she became this Ruby Hill's mom who's really bothered about what everybody else is saying all the time. And her entire journey into into that auntie-dom and how she un herself.
0: The, the journey into auntie
2: with well, the help of her daughter. So um, uh, then there is Adil Hussain, um, a veteran actor. He's phenomenal as Ali's dad. And Dipti Gupta as um, her mom's friend and also boyfriend's mother. But, uh, but it's just a very well woven story. The differences in opinion, the differences in attitudes between the generations and how one generation is looking at the same thing differently than the other and how... How we as American Indians have to, on one end, you know, the dimensions of our story are the samosas and the barley biscuits and the paneer because But the other dimension is that we're so we have to be so competitive. Competitive, we have to kill ourselves to, you know, do well um, and and compete with kids um, of other uncles and aunties around us all the time uh, because we have something to prove. And uh, it's it was a good commentary on. American Indians. I actually ended up liking the movie and I like the process of un-unting um, that Manisha Gural depicted very well on screen. Hmm.
3: Hi, I'm Geeta Malik. I'm the writer and director of a movie called India Sweets and Spices, which is releasing in theaters on November 19th. You're watching me on Live.
0: Desis.Live. This is Scott, and I'm back here with Shreya and Maral. And Maral just got done giving a, a thumbs up for India Sweets and Spices about uh, uh, daisies in New Jersey and the de process, the journey into auntiedom and the de process, which sounds so interesting. I, I'm i looking forward to that. Uh, what do we have next, Maral? Well,
2: uh, next one on the list is Bumpty or Bubbly 2. And Scott, you know, I would have loved for you to go watch the movie, but I'm going to stop you because even Punkaj, three your man Punkage, did not save this movie from disaster.
0: Oh no! Okay.
2: place? <laughs> Seriously.
0: Okay. All right. So wait, wait. What's what's it about? What's the let's let's do Treetop before we just dive in and eviscerate it.
2: Treetop is two-hour, 50-minute movie with a wafer-thin plot and really bad music. Wow. But, you know,
1: good-looking people.
0: That always helps. It's Makes always it less painful. A,
1: right? So, it's always the uh, good-looking people that somehow managed to give us that one star when we want to give it no stars at all.
2: Totally, it's... Shreya. You're so right about that. You just want to, you know, they want to the get you...
0: Beauty, the, with... the beauty is... So you, we got to... This is Shreya's law. The beautiful actors give it a star. So, like, right, if it's a four-star movie and it's beautiful people, that's five-star right there. Five-star right there. Five-star gold. It's (laughs) Shreya's Law. All right.
2: (laughs) So we even named it Law after you, Shreya. There we go. But this movie uh, is actually second part of um, uh, the franchisee Bunty and Bubbly. And Bunty and Bubbly is, I think think it hit theaters, like, 20 years back. Uh, I'm not too sure, 20 years or so, but a long time ago. And it, uh, the original movie was a story of two people who come together, they meet each other on a train. They're running away, both running away from home and mediocre lives because it doesn't really work for them. And they want to do something exciting in life. And they get together, they meet on a train, and then they figure out that the two of them can be really good con artists. So they get together and they start conning people. They would, they would like... Oh, they they just did the con, so they would go disguise as a minister of so and so and raid some some place or, or you know get stuff done uh, weirdly sell the Taj Mahal to somebody to a <laughs> white guy, so,
0: of course you know, right so, yeah.
2: So this is this is the main premise of the older movie. In the newer movie, the older people um in, in the older movie the cop catches them but he lets them go because he gives them another chance for, to lead a good life. So they marry, they have a kid, and now in this movie they're married, they have a kid, but then somebody starts using their brand, their logo, Bunty Bubbly with an arrow and a red heart. They start using their brand in their cons, so the cops come after them, and the cop is bunkers to the body. I I,
0: I, I need. I'm sorry. I need to stop there. I don't understand. The con artists have their own logo. Yeah.
2: Whenever they con somebody, they leave that logo. It's like Mask of zero <laughs> like the. Oh. W.
0: Okay. 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 <gasps> All right. C- carry on. I now understand. I was I was a little confused there. Okay.
2: No, not at all. I mean, I have to make an equivalence somewhere with Hollywood, so I did. That's the mask perfect. Of Zoro. No, no,
0: no. It's like the Zorth. I got it. Got it. Okay.
2: As a Zoro Z, yeah. Yeah. So they leave a heart with a BB and a and a cupid a cupid thing, cupid arrow in, okay. in the middle of it. So, somebody's doing that, and these guys are like, livid. They're like, oh, who's using our brand? We worked very hard to, 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 to make our brand so big. And now, somebody is doing these cons and literally selling to people the Ganges, the water, the rights to the, the, rights to the water right. in Ganges, literally. Uh-huh. So, cons like that. And somebody's pulling it off, and uh, and we need to know who that is. So the cop comes to them, and the cop realizes that while he puts them in jail, another con happens. So the cop realizes, oh, it's not the old Bunty Bubbly. So Let's figure out who the new is. Who else can think like them but the older Bunty and Bubbly? so the older bunty and bubbly uh oh, and in in it
0: takes a criminal to find a criminal.
2: criminal yeah so they they set out to figure out who these new cons are and the new cons are this new uh, new actress called sherbari who's hot dude she's hot i mean really? look at the trailers she's hot as hell and um i believe you Sadhan mean Choudh- foyne. foyne from uh, gully boy and <laughs> you know um this could have been a nice one-and-a-half-hour slick, funny movie. <laughs> you sounded like me. Was. That's right. Three hours long with really bad music and unending plots. And end of it, I was like, oh, give up. Let's get out of here.
0: Three so, hours? Two. I thought you hours, said two hours and 15 minutes. 50 15, or 15? 15. Five-zero. Oh, my God. You mean no one said no? No one said we need to cut this. No one said trim this down. No one said no at any stage of the production. Oh my god! Oh, it's the curse of Bollywood. I swear. I
2: swear, it really. You're is. right. The curse of Bollywood. Two hour, fifty minute movie.
0: Oh my god. Yeah
2: and honestly i just went on and on and on and i'm like you know these cons could have been really well edited into 10 minute cons even. Yeah. with more cons over there and let's have some fun with the cons but they stretched the life out of it but yeah so in a in in short a safely con rani mukherjee uh, Running Mukherjee uh, literally, I couldn't even look at her because her, her clothes were so tacky. L- you, you just couldn't. It, it would hurt your eye. The colors would hurt your eye. And um, uh, this girl, Chervary, is hot as hell. But the plots, you know, the cons could have been real high-tech cons, which would have really kind of made sense. Um, uh, because uh, you're setting the cons, and cons up in 2021 and not in 1990. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of, kind of I wish they had changed the format a little bit. There was no smart writing. Let me just put it that way. Um, I wish they had done some smart writing. But it's a YRF release. It's a Yashraj Films release, which is one of the oldest production houses. Production quality slick. But there is no story, and I swear I slept in between. i was literally dozing off because nothing gripping was happening. On screen. That's was inexcusable.
0: A con man movie is supposed to be really fun, or just like a complete mind. Ga- like, oh exactly. my god, was, it's one it of the so, other.
2: It was so uninspiring that Ugh. I caught myself dozing off. That's and terrible. That's
0: inexcusable. Man,
2: totally, and even Pankaj uh, Tripathi. and
0: his couldn't brilliant. save it. He
2: couldn't save it. Sorry, I have a question for you.
0: In in uh, a lot of in almost all Western con man movies, the 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 con artist or the a con man gets conned. That's the that's the thing. That's how the resolution happens. Did that happen here? Did the did the new the new con artist the the fakers got conned? Okay, well at least there's that because that's always satisfying because they're such horrible con men are such horrible people con artists yeah, are such I'm, horrible people i'm not going to give
2: away give away the uh, uh the uh, surprise uh at the end of the movie but uh yes good uh, that does all happen right. they good. they take it upon themselves the older bunty and bubbly take it upon themselves to go after the younger bunty and bubbly and that's a law that mass- must happen
0: in con man movies that must happen otherwise the universe feels
2: but it was no fun wrong. because because it, it was all in in like a flashback scene which is not how oh, it should have been it should be like nice and you know bassy and with music and you know oh, things yeah exactly happening exactly like you exactly it, you know you're thinking like I oceans 12
0: it. 11 12 13 right you're thinking of that something it's moving really fast and it's funny and it's kind of it, yeah uh, th-
2: those those are real good corn movies like now you see me right uh, Beautifully yeah. done. You wait for the next scene, and over here was dozing enough? So I'm sorry, but uh, you know. We miss, I really miss the original Bundy and Bubbly because that was based. That was a very novel story at that point in time, but this was such a disaster. Mm. Just, Sorry to hear that. They didn't, they didn't need to. I mean, in, our reviews are up, by the way, guys. They're up on our website. They're up. Uh, they will be up on YouTube and our other social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Our our, our Instagram is Daisy's Live Gram, and our Twitter is Daisy's Live, and our YouTube is Daisy's Live, and our Facebook is Daisy's Live. So, Please go look up these uh, reviews and these videos and our reviews of all these shows and tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from
1: you.
0: We would.
3: This is Rianjali
1: and you're watching me on
0: Desis.Live. Live. this is Scott and I'm back here with Shreya and Moral. And Moral just got done. We we tore apart Bunty our bubbly two. Now we're going to turn to two, the second one, right? Now we're going to turn to something a little different, and uh, this is Damaka. It's on Netflix. It came out yesterday, two days ago on Netflix. And uh, I'm going to give the premise, and Shreya, I want to hear you. I want to hear your review first. Okay. Hear what you thought. So the the premise is is actually quite simple. It's about a, a former uh, primetime uh, anchor who got demoted and – and he has a radio show, and then someone calls into a show, and some stuff goes down, and he tries to he tries to manipulate these events to get his uh, position back, to get to 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 get launched back into the anchor's chair, and of course, we find out uh, through little bits, little things as they get um, released, we find out why he was demoted, we find out about his relationships, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it's a fascinating. The first thing is when they were first talking about the Sea Link. I had no idea what that is. That's apparently the bridge that goes from one side of Mumbai to the other. It goes across yes, the bay.
2: that's right. It goes from yeah. South Mumbai to um, to North Mumbai. Absolutely, and, and it, it, it really because driving in Mumbai is a nightmare. So if you go go from one side one part of Mumbai to, to the other, it normally takes you two hours to drive those roads.
0: Good lord. So the good C-Link lord. Really well, really helps. Well, we, had, we, have a, we have an all-knowing, all-powerful domestic terrorist, as he's referred to by some people, uh, calling the shots and manipulating the story. And that's, um, those, are the, uh, those are the events going on that, the, that uh, Arjun tries to manipulate to, to his favor with, uh, <laughs> with interesting results. I'm not going to – all right, so Shreya, um, given, that, given that treetop premise, that overview, what did you think of the story and the film itself?
1: Okay, I have never seen a movie like this before. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the concept of like conning a terrorist or like using it to your advantage that I haven't seen, or if it's this idea of like a news anchor kind of coming back to primetime I haven't seen. But either way, I have never seen any of those tropes before. And as this movie goes, it just like the twist just gets worse and worse. And worse, like just when you think you're like, Oh, my gosh, I know why he fell from the top. There's like another thing. And you're like, Oh, my gosh, that's why you know, that relationship, one of this really important relationships in Mm. life suffered. And then you find out something about his boss, and you find out the reason behind the terrorist. And then you find out that the terrorist isn't really, you know, even the terrorist isn't the terrorist.
0: Yeah, it's, ah.
1: it's, it's like, twist after a twist after a twist and they're not bad either because like it's never just some weird twist where they're like oh my gosh like this man is like like i don't know but like there's never any weird weird twist it's not fake it's not
0: fake drama
1: exactly it's not like they threw it in there just to keep the audience engaged every single twist gives you like it just makes the main plot deeper and deeper and yes. deeper. Like there's layers, mm-hmm. there's layers to the story. And I loved it. I absolutely it. And it stays
0: it. on track. It, it doesn't does. go in these weird tangents, it doesn't feel, put in unnecessary backstory. It's, None you're right, it's all. just right down the middle on this main story. So, I mean, what did you, what did you, okay. So let's, were there some scenes? Because I have a few scenes that I just, I just loved. I kind of, I thought this is, this is uh, someone should be proud of themselves for this scene. I had a couple like that. What, uh, what scenes stood out for you that you particularly enjoyed?
1: Okay. I don't want to say them because they're about that one particular relationship that we were talking about, Scott. For everyone who, who knows, I think we should like, Probably okay. divulge the relationship. So this anchor, he has a wife, and he gets divorced from her. So that's that's just like the really small snippet of their relationship that we get to see. It's just the about to get divorced.
2: Kids. He has a divorce yeah. draft in front of him. Yeah, exactly. He literally
1: has a divorce draft in front of him, and that's actually one of the seeds I really like that one. And then the one where his ex-wife is like on a on a bridge, and like I don't really want on to explain the ceiling. Like what happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She's on the ceiling itself, and that scene is stunning. It's stunning. It's so well done. Oh, my gosh. I felt every single emotion through the screen. I was watching it, and I was literally like, like, I I leaned in. You know what I mean? I, like, Mm -hmm. leaned into my laptop Mm -hmm. to see what was happening as if, like, I could visually see more if I had, you know, I was just closer or something. So well done. I think the actors were phenomenal, actually.
0: Yes, I, I will think. Not lie to you. Who was your favorite? Because I have a favorite. I, th- I think there was one actor in particular who was truly outstanding. Go for it. I thought Amruta Sabash, who played the producer, she was, uh, she was, <laughs> she was incredible. She was absolutely amazing. Yes, do you oh, agree?
1: one hundred percent. The way when she wow. was standing
0: in that, in that, in the, in the, in the, I don't even know what that is, the sound booth, the control room. Yeah. And she was, right and she was, she was telling him what to do. And she was, she was no nonsense and pushing and trying to get him to, to tell a particular kind of story. And everything inside of him was rebelling against it. And I'm going to give a little bit away. The one of the reasons he was rebelling against it is that he wanted his, um, he he wanted to come out on top of, with this, uh, and he wanted to be an anchor again. And another reason he was rebelling against what the producer was saying is that he had a bomb in his earpiece. earpiece. And so he couldn't upset the the, the quote-unquote terrorist too much. So, but, but the interplay between the two, and she was just cold-blooded, brutal. There, is, there was
2: one scene, I have to tell you, that scene was rattling, and it really tells you the real story of newsrooms. Mm-hmm. Newsrooms are really not about facts and news; no. they're about drama. They're storytelling and right? they're, they're drama. but then people really believe some of the some of the anchors so much that they trust them. Like our own Trucker Carlson, people trust him for some reason, and he <laughs> is in the same <laughs> he is in the same uh, position. Uh, Karthik Aryan, uh, Karthik Aryan's uh, um, role as Arjun Patak, who is the anchor here, there's one scene over there where she tells him um, that when, when when you know shit falls through the roof and then she puts him under the bus and he tells her, But that's a lie. Why are you telling a lie? And she says, Amrita Subash says, um, well, that's news.
0: Yeah. Well that, that yes. leads to that leads to my probably my favorite scene of the movie. And it's when Essentially, uh, Arjun has gone rogue. He's made it clear that he is not going to toe the line. He is not gonna tell the story that the network wants him to tell. And Mm -hmm. so uh, uh, the producer gets on the phone with someone. We see her make a phone call. And then all of a sudden in the control room, they point to another television, which is showing a different network playing the news. And all of a sudden, Arjun from his uh, uh, network he is having a conversation through his microphone going out into the world. He is having a conversation with another news network. And all of a sudden, the the guy with the, his finger on the button to blow up another part of the C-Link is no longer in the story. And it is all about how th- the news has now become media Something talking else. to media. It's not even about what's actually happening in the world. It's the media reacting. It's like when CNN reacts to Fox and Fox reacts to MSNBC. They're not reacting to actually what's going on. For a moment, everything stopped.
2: That entire story of the bridge being blown up.
0: Became unimportant. Yeah, it, and- it was all about him the credibility and
2: his- of the exactly
0: answers. exactly and and i thought that the way they worked that into the story was absolutely brilliant because number one it did tell it did give us an excellent mirror into contemporary media but it also told us about arjun and what the problem was and why he was on the verge of getting divorced and why it was just it was just such it was a oh, fan well
1: done. It, was, it was just
0: really well done and then at the end I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. My second favorite scene was the very, very, very end where we get the resolution. And Arjun decides, you know what? I can't take this. I can't do this. This is all garbage. This is all crap. I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm sorry to my soon-to-be ex-wife, to my soon-to-be widow. I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. And I'm not going to – I'm just going to leave it at that. But he, he rejects all of it and i i didn't know if he was gonna do that because so many times in the movie she's like do you want to be anchor or not he's like okay i want to be anchor yes okay all right i kind of don't but i do but it it was uh it was just brilliant and i loved this movie i thoroughly enjoyed it Me too. Every, everything about it just just kept moving and it was smart oh my it was god! Cool. it was
2: so gripping that once you start watching it you just can't do anything yeah. else but keep watching yeah. it yeah, yeah,
1: and, yeah. and as when I hook, line, sinker, sinker. Whenever I go, like right before I watch the show, you know how you automatically just on Google it'll be like, oh, this is a seven point six out of ten on IMDb, right? You have no idea why would people like give those reviews. You see a number, and I sometimes like happen to glance at those numbers, and I think I'm like, that could not be more wrong, or at least like given the amount of movies like all three of us watch, there are very, very rarely ever movies that all three of us are like, this was so good. Like you have like if you have at least like two hours of your day, just don't do anything else. Like don't shower, don't sleep, don't eat, go watch this. <laughs> like we did that with like Mimi, I remember. We thought Mimi was so good. And um, I think last hour was one of our last mm. really good ones. We rarely ever recommend something with like flying colors, and this was one of those. Like Absolutely. I yes. love yes. this movie.
2: I'll tell you what yep. was the most difficult part about doing, doing a movie like this. They shot it within the. They shot it in the pandemic, and it was shot in one room.
1: In one they don't get
2: out room. of the room? Everything else is computer generated, right? They don't leave that newsroom.
0: No, I, I know that, it, and that's the I fact that, that they maintained the tension. Exactly, exactly. That it's either going to be super boring, so difficult, or it's so going to be incredible. That
2: means the writing has to be so good. The writing Tight. has to be so crazy. Everything has good. to be perfect. Because you're creating an intense story of one person in a room. With yeah, a that's hard to do. That's it really hard. It is such hard a hard do. story to tell. You can. Can yeah. you imagine the amount of work that must have gone in and creating the hooks, the triggers, the entire storyline? One, one hundred and three minutes of story shot.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Everything from the terrorist down to how much you hate his. down to her double-sided nature and like even how they spin it exactly as Scott said to explain like the realism of media where she's like you don't do this you know what I'm gonna expose this side of your story and he's like we're supposed to be on the same side and she's like no we're not we're not on the same side you work for me and what I want is reviews and if that means like using the terrorist to my advantage I will do what it takes and you're like you're like, how many people are going to side with the terrorist to get what they want? And it turns out there's a whole bunch of institutions that are willing to do sure. whatever it takes. They're like, <laughs> sure. oh, siding with the terrorist, perfectly fine. As long as I get my bag, as long as I get my viewers, as long as I'm popular. And you're like, siding can you, with Can you beat a She
2: waited. She waited till the ratings hit 70%. And she's like, okay, oh, bye. Bye.
0: We should have drinks sometime. Do
2: you, you. Right, <laughs> literally, but but honestly, uh, you know, it also lays lays bare the entire business of news. And you know, we've seen other stories about newsrooms, the newsroom being one of the most prominent ones. I absolutely, Network. Love that
0: Network is my favorite movie of all time.
2: Network, the newsroom, the entire series. I mean, beautifully done stories of the reality of newsroom, the Post. There's so many such brave stories. This was different because it really mm. lays. Lays, lays open, it lays bare for the rest of the world. What exactly goes around in these newsrooms? It's not the facts that matter. It's the ratings that matter. It's the storytelling. It's how the Chiron flows. You know, they're telling him to read something out which he doesn't want to read because he's got his own life and his wife's life at stake. And and honestly, that entire conundrum of how he actually starts still negotiating with the, ter- with the bomber I wouldn't call him a terrorist. He was a bomber, disgruntled bomber. And all that guy wanted was respect.
1: An apology. An apology. An apology. And even the story of him is so well woven into. He's not just like someone who's like, I just want attention. Like there's a real story behind how Mm. his identity gets revealed. A believable
0: real story. Exactly.
1: And, and, you know,
2: ultimately, even though he's a douchebag, you feel so sympathetic <laughs> towards him. You sympathize with him and having yeah. to do that in a one hour, 103 minute, one hour, 43 minutes, which is a 103 minute storyline is a very difficult writing task.
1: Yes. But well, I props to whoever wrote this story and props to whoever developed these characters, because, wow, they 10 out of 10 for these people.
0: The writers were Ram uh, Madvani, Madvani, who was also the director, also the director. and yes. Puneet Sharma. Yes. So they did wow. an excellent job. It was a great down. film. Really enjoyed this movie. And I think all of us all of us, would give it a 9 or a 10, somewhere in there. It was just a fantastic sure. movie. Check it out. It's on Netflix right now. How's it going? My name is Rushi Kota. Uh, you are watching me on Live. Live. This is Scott, and I'm back with Moral and Shreya, and I hope you didn't hear us over the music. Uh, we were still talking about Damaka. We loved it so much. So hopefully, uh, Moral, you can edit out our voices if they if they intrude on the music. Can you edit us Absolutely. out? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Because <laughs> we're still probably going to talk about it after we the we wrap up here. Yes, yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. We can't wait. I am Scott.
1: I'm Iral. And I'm Shreya.
0: And we will see you later. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.